0: God, this morning we have come to this place as community, as a people seeking to experience the holy in this place, that our entire life might be an experience of the holy. Help us today to take what we gather in this place and experience here and live it every moment of our lives. You have fed us at your table this morning, and now we ask that you would feed us from your word. In the name of Jesus, amen. There's a phrase that I hear almost every day. A phrase that at some point most of us have probably said at one point or another in our lives. It's that phrase, it's not fair. It's not fair. Sometimes it's that person who has given everything to make the relationship work, communicated, been present. Loved, only to have that relationship betrayed. Or maybe it's that person who has showed up on time again and again and again and done their very best and then are passed over when it comes to promotion time. Or maybe it's that one who has done all the right things and eaten all the right foods and worked out at all the right times only to get sick. Sometimes it's just not fair. Sometimes it is fair, and we try to pretend it's not. (laughs) That actually happened to me this week. I got two traffic tickets in the same week. (laughs) Nobody's riding with me anymore. (laughs) But I remember saying to myself, it's not fair. (laughs) I'm doing God's work. I'm just trying to do God's work as fast as I can. Of course the officer wouldn't believe that. <laughs> the truth was one of my tickets came I was I was walking 3 miles at Memorial Park in the morning after breakfast and I was just kind of pumped up. My adrenaline was still going and I couldn't slow it down. But even now when I look at I find myself saying, you know, it's not fair. But it is. <laughs> it's not fair. Maybe there is something in your own life right now that may not seem fair. Well, if that's true, then today you have a patron saint in our gospel from Mark. We have the case of Bartimaeus, one who was blind, one who had no way to make a living except to beg for it. If life was not fair, it surely was not fair for him. Today we see him outside the walls of Jericho, seeking again to just get by. But what's amazing about him, as we will soon see, is that he did not give in to the unfairness of his life. He did not give in to the circumstances. As he's there begging, Jesus is passing through. And he's heard stories of Jesus' miracle-working ability. And there is something in him that says, I deserve that miracle. And so in today's scripture, he calls out, Jesus, heir of David, have mercy on me. This is one who had received very little mercy in his life. This is one who could have just as easily given up on mercy. But he moves beyond the unfairness of his circumstances to call on Jesus. Now what happens next shows that this is a person who maybe was blind physically but had powerful spiritual insight. Because what happens is when he calls out for mercy, the crowd tells him to shut up. The crowd tries to put him in his place. The crowd seems to be saying, just stay where you are. You're getting by. How often do we let those around us define us and keep us away from the gift that is truly ours? How often do we let the crowd put us in our place?
1: When Bartimaeus began calling out to Jesus, there were those who tried to silence him. Yet his inner resolve would not be silenced. He knew his healing was more important than their impatience. He turned the negativity of those around him into a tool of greater persistence. And when they told him to shut up, he called out even louder. He kept calling out until he received the response that he knew he deserved. He
0: would not let those around him define him or silence him. Instead, he demanded the healing that he knew was rightfully his. In fact, he turned the voices around him into tools of inspiration. When they told him to be quiet, he called out even louder. As you see in the scripture, it stopped Jesus in his tracks Jesus responded to the cries that he heard. Once again, he cries out, Jesus, heir of David, have mercy on me. He demanded the life that he knew he deserved. He made a claim for the gift he knew was awaiting him. Once we open ourselves to the spiritual work of God, Once we move into that place, the question becomes what will we do with the tool that we've been given, that tool for healing? One of the most important questions that we will ever face is asked in this passage by Jesus. Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? It's a powerful question for us because many of us go through life feeling it's not fair, But not quite sure what we'd do if life was fair. How will we respond to that question when Jesus says, What do you want me to do for you?
1: Jesus asked Bartimaeus the most important question he would ever be asked What do you want me to do for you? The way Bartimaeus answered the question revealed his keen insight. And he answered the question by saying, Rabbi, I want to see. Bartimaeus had spent his life asking for a few coins. Now he wanted more. Can we settle for any less? Christ has unlimited power, yet we often ask Christ to just help us make ends meet. Jesus was ready to equip us to reach a greater potential. The temptation is to get what we want from God than to go on our way. Yet the greater possibility is to receive exactly what we need to create a new way.
0: God has more for us than we could ever imagine. And we see that today in the story of Bartimaeus. Something in him told him that he had a vision beyond his blindness, something inside him told him that he had a strength ready to be released. He knew that with the transforming power of Jesus, he would be able to rebuild his life in a new and powerful way. So that's the question before us this morning. What points in our life need to be healed? What point in our life are we underestimating? Is there a place where we have given in to the unfairness and in so doing have become limited? Today Jesus is asking us that same question. What do you want me to do for you? And so in the silence of this place, I would invite you to listen to Jesus asking you that question. What do you want me to do for you? Stop for just a moment and think about it. Ask for something bold. Ask for something transformative. Jesus has that power to heal and transform and move us beyond limitations this morning. If you're comfortable, I invite you to just close your eyes for a moment. And I'd like to live for a while with this question when Jesus says, what would you have me do for you? The challenge before us this morning is to let Jesus transform us. So listen to this thought from Henry Nowen. You are looking for ways to meet Jesus, yet something remains in you that prevents this meeting. Perhaps shame and guilt that is stuck away, blocking the presence of Jesus. When you look at your life, perhaps you see how filled it has been with fears. At this moment, think about Jesus. Jesus was totally free. He did not let others limit him. And so Jesus comes to us this morning to break down the barriers. Jesus comes to us this morning to make a new way and to create a new place. A place where God lives in full solidarity with us. So do not despair, thinking that nothing can change. Simply enter into the presence of Jesus as you are and ask him to give you a fearless heart. You cannot make yourself different. Yet Jesus comes this morning to give you a new heart, a new spirit, and a new mind. Let Jesus transform you by his love. His love will transform your whole being. God, this morning we come to the well to drink of your deep waters. And this morning we come to be open to Jesus and to his transforming love. We praise you for the way that he gave Bartimaeus eternal sight. And we thank you for the many times through the centuries that others have heard this call. And we thank you this morning for the question that Jesus asks each of us. What would you have me do for you? Oh God, may our request this morning not be small. May our request be nothing less than total renewal and transformation. Heal us this morning and touch us and we give you praise. Jesus Christ, giver of grace, have mercy on us as individuals. Jesus Christ, giver of grace, have mercy on this, your church. Jesus Christ, giver of grace, have mercy on your world and hear the prayers of your people who
1: pray, amen.